A classic MFT. Yeah. I'm sure Justin Bieber probably didn't notice. It's just make or break big industry weekend. That seems to be my impression of like parties <laughs> at Coachella. You're dropping A-listers all over the place here. Slow down. We'll come back to it. <laughs> Our own compound security <laughs> to get in, you know, close stage. Oh, come time. on. You're Tom Hanks. Sam turned to me <laughs> and did exactly the same thing with his yeah. head and I was like, Ronaldo! <laughs> <laughs> Hello, listener. My name is Sam Halliday and welcome to the MFT podcast. Each week we will be handing out the AAA passes willy-nilly, inviting you all backstage to see behind the scenes of the glamorous indie rock and roll lifestyle. Joining me today, as always, is Kevin Baird. Hello. Kevin, having shunned a place at university to chase a life in the limelight, recently embarked on a personal journey to further his education. This took him to Dublin City, where he enrolled in a highly competitive course at the world-renowned St. James's Gate Brewery, studying the craft of pouring the perfect pint of Guinness. Kevin's pint pulling was described by course lecturer Barman Jackie as fine for a Nordy. Also joining us in the virtual studio is Greg Houston of Baby Sweet fame. Greg also opted to roll the dice with his future, heading off to Newcastle University to study media. Greg's time at Newcastle was riddled with controversy, even making headlines in the local broadsheet over a potential walkout when negotiations around the screening of his final film turned sour. Both highly desirable qualifications to any potential employer, but of course to self-made men regardless. How are we fellas? Fantastic. Very good. Sam. Very good introduction. Yeah, thank oh, you for thanks. that. I think uh, the That's... Guinness certificate is probably the only certificate that I have for any kind of, you know, education outside of school. How was it? Do you think you could still uh, get behind the bar? Oh, yeah. I mean, as much as I kind of poo pooed it at being a bit like, oh, this is just a novelty, I actually did learn a few things. So, mm. great. Not that I would want to take any tourists away from the tour I'll, I'll i'll let i'll let listeners find out for themselves when they go to the guinness factory i think now but you highly can, recommended yeah 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 i think now you can like print your face or a picture onto the foam at the top <laughs> yeah man they were wow. weirdly very against you know putting a shamrock in the foam at the top and they had, really? yeah they were um, very anti wonder oh. why mm-hmm and uh, Greg, I feel like you need to lift the lid here on uh, what happened in your days in Newcastle. Well, you know what? I'll keep it short because I could go on about it. But, um, <laughs> Still the, a sore subject. The, the lecturers Court essentially... Court cases ongoing, is it? Well, <laughs> I, made a, I made a short film and the lecturers didn't have a sense of humour. And they said it was the worst film they'd ever seen made on the course. <laughs> and that they weren't going to show it. And I went into a room to be told this and was had to fight back the tears because this was like the end of my degree you know and um i told some the, the the other students on my course then were outraged by this because they felt we were being censored and one of them rang the paper and said that the students were gonna um stage a walkout wow whistleblower. And, um you know what happened then was i decided okay well i'll just print dvds off the film and hand them out on the night so everyone can, everyone can watch the film. And um, uh, it, it ended up actually that they let it be shown and the dean of the university made a statement before it was shown 
and it was shown last on the night, so it was like a main event. Wow, the headliner. <laughs> was yeah. there something so controversial in there? Yeah, fantastic uh, PR, Greg, around the, the film, I have to say. Yeah. Um, there's stuff in there, right? I watched it the other day, and I do think parts of it are funny. There's like one joke in it, which I'm embarrassed by, <laughs> uh, but the rest of it, I think, is okay. I think it was a lot of fuss over nothing. Hmm. All right. Well, we'll have Probably to take a look at you now. I know. <laughs> I, I know. Look at me. Uh, you know what? Th- those guys can. Uh, those guys can stick it up their ass. <laughs> Please welcome Two Door Cinema Club. Please welcome Two Door Cinema Club. Be here with the song "What You Know." Two Door Cinema Club. Okay, our topic today: filming live performances on TV shows and late night talk shows. Yeah, it's kind of similar to, you know, things we've talked about before with going to always, especially when the TV shows in America, you know, when you you go to these big American festivals and you're suddenly face to face with a A A-list celebrity, you know, and it's kind of, it's a very out of body experience where you're kind of going like, there's no other reason in the world why I'll be in a room with Kim Kardashian, you know, chatting. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's class. It's always seemed to me like it's, um, it's such a glamorous side of being in a band. You know, you get to, you know, especially if you're talking about American TV, you get to go onto something like Letterman Hmm. or, you know, over here, like Jules Holland or something like that, you know, it always seemed like, uh, oh, once, once you're on that, you know, you, you've, you've properly made it. Did you guys ever look at? TV shows over here is like something you wanted to be on. Was there ever like anything that stood out or not really? I remember we, I think TV shows have always been pretty in, you know, not consequential and and not, they don't really move the dial unless you have some sort of incredibly unique performance. And I feel like we grew up watching, you know, videos of at the drive-in playing on Jules Holland and Letterman and stuff. And, and there's a, I think there's quite a famous video where like Robbie Williams is on Jules Holland also. And he's, he's watching and at the driving are just going absolutely nuts, you know, <laughs> smashing the guitars, kicking a chair across the room and things. And, and he, it, it cuts <laughs> to his face and he's just like, what is this? So. Yeah. I remember watching at the driving on Letterman. It's pretty an, an iconic memory of a TV show whenever I was a kid. Like, I think I can't really say. We base, I think if you watched at the drive-in on Letterman or Jules <laughs> next to Tour Cinema Club on Letterman or Jules, and if you wouldn't believe me if I said we base our performance on that. I remember wearing, <laughs> wearing like a suit for the TV show and everything. Yeah. Wow. Or as close to a suit as any band gets. I have ever seen that. Yeah, I mean, it's mad because <laughs> you, do, you, you kind of think you are, you are raised to be like, oh, once we do this, it'll be amazing and so many millions of people will watch it. And, you know, the exper- you have this impression in your head of what it's like. But one of the most important things in the TV show is like the camera rehearsal. This takes out all the magic because they kind of say, all right, lads, so our camera guys know, you know, what you're going to be doing during the song. Like if you're planning to go and do something really, you know, off the cuff and sing into the camera or smash your guitar, you know, do it in the camera rehearsal so the guys know that you're going to do it. So we make sure we get the shot. So like signal, like pretend to smash your guitar kind of thing. Yeah. So it's all really like your camera <laughs> rehearsal is like, you have to pretend 
like doing as you would do live, but mm. it's just you in a in a recording in a film studio with like five camera guys, no one else, no vibe, and you're pretending to like rock out. You know, it's oh, it's, mm. it kills the magic, and it always makes me think of like you know that famous. It, it kind of kick started like their whole you know moment, um, uh, but Future Islands, and they had that. They had that really iconic performance. I think it was on yeah. Letterman and, you know, mm-hmm. Singer was doing that amazing dancing. And then I just always think, bet he was doing that in the camera <laughs> rehearsal a few hours earlier. It's so awkward, you know. <laughs> if you were a cameraman filming that in the rehearsal and he was doing that, you'd be creasing yourself like. I know, but they're probably thinking this would be great. You know, they're probably going great. You know, he's warning us yeah, and he's going to do something to amazing. Yeah. And I always yeah. find it too uncomfortable. So then end up like taking it up a notch during the actual performance and then never get a shot on the on the live feed. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know? Because okay. like, mm-hmm. oh, the bass player, he don't do much as per the camera rehearsal. Yeah. God, I suppose as a camera operator, would you be like really dying for somebody to do something? Or is it does this just not matter? I feel like indie bands generally just stand there. Is that like the worst thing for TV? Do you know? I don't know. No, like, like I guess for the camera person there, um, especially like if it's live, they don't want to mess up. You know, they just want to get their shot, get their job done and go home. If you're kind yeah. of directing the piece or trying to make something specifically for the band, you'd obviously want like a little bit of chaos in there and personality. Mm. But I reckon the guy, I think about how many bands those camera guys have got, you know, filmed over the years. So I reckon they're happy for the static looking at the floor indie boys to come in. (laughs) It's the camera rehearsal plus the the live vocal to tape. That is the other really like, oh, What does that mean? What's what's live vocal to tape? It just means that only the vocal is live is a live performance. The rest is just right. backing track and you're just miming. And right. Which is the dream, to we, be fair, because I guess the stressful part about the TV world is you come in to these quite intimidating studios and especially if it's something that you've grown up with, you know, or something world famous like Letterman or Kimmel or something. And you go in and it's like, okay, this is live uh, to tape, obviously not like live broadcast, but you don't want to be the band that mess up during the the live taping and then they have to start the whole thing again do you know oh so, yeah <laughs> that's, 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 we've done that thing. we've done that before oh right so what they introduce you guys and then you mess up and do you just say oh sorry can we do that again well i remember it was it was a french tv show i think it was called taratata and it was very like Jules Holland style where like a big live audience and kind of in a, in a circle, you know, not really like a TV show with other games. It was very music focused. So it was all about the music and then we had other bands and they sort of, you, they did a song and then you did a song. But they sort of came and introduced us and we were there ready to start. And then we start and either Sam or Alex's amp wasn't turned on. <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> so I don't, I don't think, think it was me. I think it was Alex. It must have been Alex. I remember, yeah, like the I intro of what we know or something, and just like strumming, <laughs> you know, an electric guitar that's not oh. plugged into anything, and just oh come on! Was I know he was just belting it out as normal. I mean, it was quite clear from 
oh the beginning and then you know drums come in and then it's like oh no this obviously isn't working let's just stop let's yeah, just stop just and stop. start again <laughs> oh oh so bad with that being in a foreign country as well maybe there was a was there a language barrier then whenever you guys did you guys just stop playing and call for a, your manager to help you or what what's the how does it work <laughs> i seem to remember uh one of our uh, roadies running on to the set to obviously to fix it you know being very flustered and then at that point it was like right yeah this isn't obviously going to work for live tv the audio doesn't work and we've got a roadie being flustered trying to turn the amplifier mm. on is <laughs> it mean, the roadie's fault or is it alex's fault in that situation i think it was the roadie's uh, fault he hadn't turned it off standby <laughs> oh mft I'll not name and shame but it was, it was a MFT. serious mft mm-hmm. oh, <laughs> i'm no, on standby no, no. um uh, so what talk me through then um, you've never done Jules Holland, have you? We have done yes. Jules Holland. Oh, have Once you? Or twice, the first maybe? time we did it, uh, Slash was the special guest. And I remember was sitting. It? Wow. Yeah, I can remember standing about to play the guitar, electric guitar in front of a, you know, a childhood icon, I suppose. And just being terrified, just thinking, I cannot play the guitar. And <laughs> like, compared, like, oh. Just like, he's going to look at me and think, what the hell is this kid doing? <laughs> <laughs> I would love it if you just kind of stared at him while playing it, like really low to eye contact. Foot up on his knee as he sat in the seat. Oh, come on. Thrust yeah. the guitar right in his face. Mm-hmm. While Jules Holland plays some sort of weird jazz piano next to him. <laughs> <laughs> so tell me, like, what is the kind of routine on a TV show? Is it you just rock in, everything's set up, you play, you go home? Or is this like an all day affair? Yeah, it's an As all you day. know, with any filming, it's always a long all day affair so uh, unless you're the host of course where the host, oh, the host just used to rock in. in 10 minutes before before the show starts yeah i remember um, that's the first time you played letterman um david letterman in new york he uh it was like so rock and roll like so much more rock and roll than any band ever but he, he obviously has been doing it like monday to friday for god knows how long and uh, so he's just he rocks up like five minutes before I think he does his own makeup or whatever. He's dressed himself. He just walks up, rocks on the set, does the show and walks off again. We played like the last note of the song. We closed the show and he's like sort of saying the goodbyes. Being like, oh, thank you for watching, you know, and thank you to Tudor Cinema Cup for playing, right? The second it was like the guy said, all right, we're, we're you know, cut or whatever. He was gone. It, it, straight out the back door and he, he didn't even have time to like hang up his jacket his like uh, his blazer he had already taken it off and just thrown it and it landed like on our amplifiers and he was no. already about the back out the back door and we're like oh he's gone <laughs> busy it, man it, yeah what about yeah. A, like you know a little bit of chat there was chat on camera um, oh yeah as soon as the camera stopped though it's like gone. Yeah. wow but yeah the well, day, during nice. the day it's uh i feel like the people who run these tv shows assume that the musicians obviously there's a lot more to kind of do and check in terms of there's the there's the sound levels as long as you're playing live and not the tape and um and the sort of the 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 checking the camera as the camera checking but like do get the feeling a lot of the time they think these musicians of these bands like they're not used to this they're gonna fuck this up so they spent ages like the most time goes into checking for the for the live artist um, rather than the host or, you know, the other guests or anything. But yeah, it just seems to go on forever. So you do it like five times for audio. So they get all the, it sounded good. And then they go, okay, great. Thanks very much, guys. 
okay, now we're going to do it five times for camera. You're like, you can do this oh, all really? same time. So this is, like you're, you're, seri- you're, yeah. you're possibly playing a song 10 times. Oh, yeah. It's f- fairly painful. Oh, wow. And then you're obviously tired and then the camera stuff comes around after the audio and then you have to perform as if it's the thing. Otherwise, you're not getting on the shot. Wow. <laughs> the reason it takes so long a lot of the time as well is the unions mm. in, in America in particular or, yeah, you know, most places, I guess. But like our sound guy who does our sound in our in our ears, you know, every day on tour, he's not allowed to touch the console. So he's having to like explain to the guy who's, you know, job it is to do the monitors for the TV show, you know, what we all need. So it just ends up taking twice as long for everything. Yeah, it's just the union thing is mad in America in general. But I just remember, I can't remember what show it was, maybe Fallon, Jimmy Fallon. And uh, our uh, crew guys were setting up our equipment, you know, getting ready for us to sound check and do the camera rehearsals and stuff. And in the stage area where all we were going to be performing, there was like a stool, like a bar stool. One of our guys went to like pick it up and just move it out of the way because we were going to be standing there to sound check. And all these guys came rushing over like, whoa, 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 whoa. You can't touch that. Uh. You're like, that's props department, you know, <laughs> this is unionized. And he was like, all right, well, can you take it away? And he's like, well, I'll have to get Jimmy. He's in the, pro- he, I'm not in the props department. I have to get Jimmy. <laughs> yeah, It's just like another level of like, it is such a great thing, the whole protecting jobs and everything. But then it gets to the point where you're like, this is bonkers now. Serious red tape. Yeah. Yeah. Trust me. I don't want to come here and be the props guy. Like I've got my own gig going on. Just yeah. want to move this still. Mm-hmm. Uh, Whenever you do a TV show, like it's advertised and like with a live audience there, you know, do you have fans at these things ever? Like when you play the, the yeah. TV at the people, do they bring rec- records for you to sign or anything like that? Yeah. I mean, everywhere we go, you know, there's people queuing up for us to sign things, of course, but um <laughs> It's a real mixture for the TV shows. I mean, we generally are the least famous person on the TV show, any TV show we ever do. But um, who can think say, that's fair to say what, you know, the people queuing around the block, who can say well, who they're there for? Is it us? <laughs> yeah, or you can is be it there Tom for Hanks? We'll never know, you know. Well, ha- have you been, have you been on the show with Tom Hanks? Absolutely. So is, that's Tom Hanks has been on a TV back. show with us, Greg. Yeah. I beg your pardon. <laughs> that was the best thing ever because I think we were... It was in, I think it was David Letterman. It was in New York. I think maybe the second or third time we played Letterman. I don't know how many times we played. Two times maybe, three times. And um, we were going from our dressing room down, I think to do a sound check or a camera rehearsal. And we got into the lift and um, just to go down to the studio floor. So we got in the lift, hit the button and the doors are closing. And then like this like hand comes through the doors. And then, then you know, the, the doors slam back open and it's Tom Hanks beautiful and all he says is hey this must be the band and we were like (laughs) you're Tom Hanks and then and then he sort of was like just got in the lift was he on his own Uh, maybe with like one person one other person that's not how I remember it I don't remember sharing a lift with him I remember we got a lift down to the stage and he was coming back into the backstage from doing his interview. Uh, so we passed each other. Oh, uh, maybe so that it was wasn't, it. It wasn't a prolonged opportunity for chat. Yeah, okay. there maybe might have I been if we'd shared a lift. I sort of... Fantasised, Kevin. I fantasised, yeah, about our, our lift. <laughs> about your relationship in the lift. Uh, the general rule, especially on American TV shows, is the band closes the show. They play the song. And at the end, the host comes over 
always holding the vinyl being like oh here's two doors another club you know yeah, check, check out their new record blah 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 and um you know then they shake the hands and there's always the thing of is it Latterman who always mentions the drums nice drum set um they always do things like that <laughs> <laughs> and and then a lot of the time the, the the main guest comes over too so there are everyone standing on the stage and they're sort of saying their goodbyes end of the show when the credits are rolling mm-hmm but the camera's still on and so there's a kind of like a, you know, it's like a newsreader at the end when there's no audio, but you can see them talking. You're like always wondering, what are they talking about? Mm-hmm. But that's what happens at the TV show too. So they're all talking to you. And lift then, the curtain, what are they saying? Well, it, it, there's been some very, it's been very eclectic, the conversation. Um, the most normal, com- you know, conversation in a way, normal but with an A-lister was Are Kim Kardashian. Are you going Kardashian. to say Kim Kardashian? <laughs> yeah. Because we were with on Kim. Pal Kim. Oh, yeah. Kim Kardashian. Was it Kim and Britney on the same day? No. We did, no, we did Jay Leno Guys, you're twice. dropping A-listers all over the place here. Slow down. We'll come back to Britney. <laughs> it's Britney, bitch. Right. Um, but Kim, we're first, ter- first name terms, obviously. She... Uh, she came up to us and I'm really going to stop myself from doing the voice, but it was like, oh my God, are you guys, are you guys from Ireland? And we were like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And she was like, oh, my husband and I. No, it's like, we're all like, yeah, we know who your husband is. And she was like, my <laughs> husband and I just went to Ireland. We went on honeymoon there. We stayed in a castle. Oh, oh yeah, no, we were like, oh, where did Come you go? On. And she's like, oh, I don't know, some castle. <laughs> we're like, oh, right, there we go. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. It was brilliant. You, knew, you bluffed it for a minute of being like, you know, common man. Yeah. <laughs> but I, you know what? I'm taking that, that. That's a, that's sweet. Yeah. I'm having yeah. that. I'm that was great. That. Very friendly. Very friendly. Yeah. Then uh, Britney Spears. Come on. That Are one. you in a little green room with Britney or what's the crack? No, is no, this no. just on stage? No, you have your own stage. green room. Oh, do you? So you're mm. not, it's not like in Jonathan Ross? No. When they're, no, oh, right. No. I imagine that's probably gone wrong too many times. <laughs> yes, yeah. it does feel like more of a British thing, that, doesn't it? Like Graham Norton does that too. Everyone in, in the back together mingling. I think that's great. We wouldn't know. We've never been invited on to any NK <laughs> TV show outside of Jules Holland. Their loss, Alas. Kevin. Alas. Um, yeah, Britney Spears was... Oh, I can't even describe it. Wooden? It was a bit of yeah. a veil. Yeah. Don't think she let her guard down whenever she's out for work. I don't know. Maybe there's more there. I think... But we, we did not see it. Yeah, I think she probably put all her effort into seeming like she had a... Like the... Into... <laughs> <laughs> she put all her effort... Into giving, putting on a show when she was being interviewed by Jay Leno. Were you going to say seeming like she had a personality? <laughs> well, she didn't seem like she did when she was talking to us. It was just, it was hollow. It was so, it was the weirdest thing. It was like, you know, she's looking at you and her mouth's moving. she's a robot? Yeah, there's nothing not going person. on there. It was, it was I mad. I wonder if that's helped her become such a big star or if it's a result yeah, of being such a big her. star. You yeah, know, so she would just be molded from... into anything. She didn't have the classic celebrity chat. You know, you, 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 you always, you walk out of meeting an A-lister sometimes or a big celebrity and you sort of walk away and go, that was so amazing. They were so nice. And then you go, I didn't say a single word. 
They just talk the whole <laughs> professional and talkers. That is, yeah, that is the pro move. You, you know, no awkwardness. They you they you you go in to meet them and they just talk the whole time. You don't get a word in, and then it's over and you're gone. Um, well, as you know, I've got quite quite experience with you know the royal family, and they'd be the pros at that. You don't get a word in. It's all very much as you say. They direct the conversation, and you feel like you've had a moment with them, and then they move on. Uh, yeah, they've they've loved you and left you before you even know it. That yeah, was the, charm charmed you. Uh, is her name Julie Bowen? That was a good one. She's uh, yes. Are you aware Claire. of her, Greg? Claire, the mum in Modern Family, the blonde. She's also in Happy Gilmore. Yeah. back in the day. Was she a news love reporter? Interest? Don't. Uh, oh, in Happy Gilmore, yeah, she's a reporter, yeah. isn't she? Yeah, yeah. Yes, Modern Family would be her famous role now, though. But at the time, we were big fans of the show, and um, I think we were making a tour diary at the time. Is that right? Sounds about right. Because I remember, like, it was, I mean, pretty rude, to be honest. We just sort of knocked on our dressing room door and went in and just said how big fans we were, pretty much. With a camera and, uh, on? I think someone had a camera, yeah. It's like a little tour flip. What were they called, those things people had? The flip cam. Flip cam. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we had a flip cam and uh, we just went in. We did bring a vinyl with us, though. So we thought we didn't nice. want to go in empty handed. Mm-hmm. I uh, remember her nice. standing the whole time saying that we had really cute accents. And, Ooh, uh, yes. She loved the fact that we were slightly nervous and preyed upon it, I think. Yeah. Like just made us feel even like more bashful by being really over the top and friendly. And a little bit flirtatious, or or maybe that was just with me. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I have the best picture. Oh, that's probably the best picture, picture I own. <laughs> of she, it's like ours looks like a prom picture. Same. Like Wait, I was just going in for the. Just like I was going just for the like you know, standing pointing picture, and uh, yeah, she made us all feel very awkward and just grabbed us like a was our prom picture. Um, the Irish thing very seems to be a nice icebreaker or something with these celebrities. Oh yeah, you gotta you gotta play you play the cards you're dealt, don't you? <laughs> um, you're obviously getting there very early in the day at these TV shows um, that do mm-hmm. ten takes prep all this. Do they look after you well? Is lunch brought in, or how do they? What do they? How do they entertain you? Um, I, my memory of TV shows. Is like you roll off the tour bus, you're on some parking lot in some studio complex somewhere, roll off the tour bus, try and find a shower and then get yourself sorted. There's usually a lot of people from record labels tend to turn up with this sort of thing. And I, my memory is like... Always with bagels. Yeah, people turn up with stuff and or like go and get you stuff. I don't ever really remember. I remember going to a catering site once on like the Warner Brothers lot. Oh, which yeah. was kind of cool because you get to walk around then just like the studios and we went and saw Central Perk Cafe. Wow. Which was cool. The real they had one? that set up. Yeah. We in got Los some Angeles. Taken in there. Sadly not in New York. Wow. Yeah. Is... I know. Shattered the illusion there. Yeah. Um. So yeah, record label people tend, tend to just like turn up and make fuss and bring lots of food. Do you, as a band, I mean, do you put much thought into what you're going to wear on this show? I mean, our management label asking you about, do you have an outfit or is it more casual than that? Yeah, they do actually. Um, I think just so we look vaguely like we're in the same band, that usually <laughs> helps. Um, 
I think if we all, we all, yeah, we'd usually try and coordinate, but like a night out, isn't it? You know, mm-hmm. what you earn. No mm-hmm. one wants to upstage anybody else and nobody wants to look like trash. So there is a conversation, let's say. But um, there's no stylist. The general rule is don't wear, yes, don't wear checks. Or don't wear That's green. That's always the rule. Checks are green. Yeah. Okay. Um, in case I somebody remember. wants to green screen you somewhere yeah. later. <laughs> or yeah, or don't hold up any big white pieces of paper. Um, people can change the sign on it. But I remember, I do remember early on, there was always a lot of conversations of like, not really like directly what you shouldn't do this or you should do that. It was more like, are you gonna, are you gonna, are you gonna shave before? Uh... <laughs> yeah, okay. Because <laughs> I remember early that on. people management. Yeah. Yeah. Our, uh, our management and the whole perception was that we were like babies. We were, we were so young. They're so good for their age was always the, was always the the line we got um and obviously as we started to get older and grew a few uh a few scraggly hairs on the face and on the chest you know there's a bit of concern that we might shatter the illusion that we were these okay. uh, cherubs um so there's i remember there's always like are you gonna are you gonna are you gonna shave or are you, are you gonna cut your hair are you planning, is that what you're planning to wear or are you planning to wear your hair like that <laughs> uh, Oh, why should I not? Um, it's yeah. like John Lee, John Lennon hiding his that he was married. Did he? Does, yeah, I think so. Well, I don't think he wore a wedding ring in the early days because it would break too many hearts. The old, <laughs> that and the old Public stage servant. age is a classic. How old are you? How old are you? And how how old does everyone think you are? Nice. Yeah. There you go. To move on to something else, I feel like <laughs> my memory of the worst. TV show we ever did was so bad that it, it didn't even end up happening in the end. What, the, the show or the performance? The performance. Is this your Spinal Tap moment? Oh, no. No. Wait, what's the Spinal Tap moment? At the Woodies? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, no, no that, well, uh, we, we, were, we were in New York and we were booked to play really early at like a Good Morning America Oh, show! How early are we talking? Oh, our our call to breakfast. be at the studios was like five a.m. Oh, breakfast! And show. we'd have played we'd played our New York show the night before. Um, I think we played two sold out nights at the Hammerstein Ballroom. Come on, nice. Um, <laughs> just did the one night the next time we came back, but sure. Um, <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, we. I'd obviously celebrated and stayed out quite late, very late. In fact, well, Sam and I did. Alex was was a bit under the weather, actually, like genuinely not well, um, and sort of just struggled through the show. And uh, he had gone to bed, and so the next day we turn up at this TV studio to perform live on air. I, I think we were on air at maybe like seven thirty or eight a.m., but we were there at like five in the morning, and we, Sam and I, had probably got to bed at like three or four in the morning. So we had like an hour's mm. sleep. Mm-hmm. And uh, we were probably, we were still drunk. And Alex was very under the weather at this point. And we were kind of hoping that it was all going to work out and Alex is going to feel better. And, you know, and it would be clear that we could just sort of do it. And after a few hours of just taking it easy. But as time went on, it was, it became clear that he'd lost his voice and he wasn't going to be able to sing. Mm-hmm. But before we got to that point, they needed to do the sound check and the camera yeah. rehearsal. So, the, the, a, deci- <laughs> a decision was made 
probably um, not the best decision, but the decision was made that me, Sam, and uh, Ben were going to go out there and sound check, and we were going to have one of our 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 mates and roadies sort of. The initial idea was he was just going to stand in the spot so the cameras could know where Alex would be standing in the middle. Mm-hmm. And so we're up there and we're obviously still drunk and we've got the giggles bad. <laughs> oh, um, and, uh, you know, the people in the studio are saying, all right, lads, okay, can you give us a bit of this guitar, a bit of that guitar? And like, okay. And they're like, all right, can you just run the song? <laughs> and we tried to play the song with Alex and with someone else playing his guitar and and then we obviously were just sort of drunk and like kind of joking around with the vocal about what Alex was going to sing and it was awful. I'm sure it the sounds... camera guys who didn't know that this wasn't the real singer and guitar player this was someone else just standing in there who So didn't he went know. for it? The really yeah. really went for it? He Good didn't know him. the chords, didn't know anything and right. didn't know the words and he just sort of guessed and the the people in the studio were just looking at each other going who the fuck are these guys like is this what they're gonna do live on air but no one can say are you're playing all the wrong notes they just gonna mm-hmm. have to capture what you're doing and it was just horrendous and i think we just well, gave up and we're like you have to take your chance when it's given to you i know yeah. and we just Can't sort of them. they were like all right guys thanks that 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 that's enough and then we went back to the dressing room and then a decision was made that we were just going to have to cancel because Alex just couldn't, couldn't sing. He had lost his voice. What's the TV shows? Are they, all, are they understanding of that or pissed off? Um, they, at the time, obviously, everyone's really understanding. I've not been asked back. Yeah, just tend to not get asked back to things after you sort of mess them up as the problem. Yeah. Mm, that's but harsh. It was just very, very uncomfortable and when you, things are uncomfortable like that and you're hungover slash still drunk it's the most funny thing in the world and obviously all these professionals are just trying to get their job done and, and of course and it just led to even being even more awkward and uh, yeah it was horrendous so we what's just all the, went back to bed <laughs> what's the what's the woody's thing what's happening there Sam what's this his spinal tap moment so I think we've mentioned before about the Woody Awards we did once in Austin. It was being filmed like a big high production MTV awards show. And so, of course, there was props on the stage. So uh, there was a prop man there all day moving around stuff. Unionized, hopefully. Yep. And uh, <laughs> because we're called Two Door Cinema Club, I, th- I think this was the only reason for no, this. No, it's from the What You Know video. Is it? Yeah. Is there doors in that video? Yeah. Oh, whoops. Wouldn't okay. it make sense if it was based on the name because uh, there was three? <laughs> that's, I don't know. I can't remember these things. But anyway, oh, so they had these enormous doors. doors on the stage. Yes, effectively. The idea and was to the recreate was, the music video in the performance of that song. Yeah, sorry, I have not watched our music videos in a wee while. But so music, the song starts, guitar intro, and then we're supposed to kick through these doors and walk through them. Oh, were they? No, 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 sorry. We are, the doors are like catch on the floor. You're supposed to hit with your foot and then it would spring open. Yeah, okay. springs open. So then we all walk through and, and walk to the front of the stage and continue to play the song. Very good. Nice little reveal. And you it know. was fully live, I remember, which was the other oh, side oh. of this. I'm so, uh, yeah, the song starts. 
try and walk to the doors. Me and Alex make it through, get to the front of the stage, look at each other and <laughs> look across the stage and Kevin's nowhere to be seen. And then you look back and he's kicking through the door trying to get his way through. He's stuck. It's like this is like literally a scene from Spinal Sap. Yeah. Like oh my player God. getting stuck li- in a... Live, uh, like live MTV <laughs> show? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Can you watch that online? Oh, I hope not. <laughs> I hope it's not. What year was that? Um, it must have been the same year that we won the award. <laughs> Just to drop that in. Yeah, of um, course. 2010, 2011. Okay. I don't know if it was the last. I'm sure it Maybe was a dress rehearsal or something. Yeah. It's hilarious nonetheless. Yeah. I read something recently about um, your old touring friends, Phoenix. Uh, they were talking about, I think it might have been they were playing Letterman or some other TV show and they were having all these technical issues. This was like when Wolfgang was was just out and uh, I can't remember, what's the big song of that? 1917 or something? 1901. 1901. And uh, I think they were playing that and they couldn't get a synthesizer or something to work, whatever the big part of the song is. And it was really uh, touch or go, touch and go. And uh they got it fixed in the end, ended up having an amazing performance. And that performance had some kind of huge effect on their album sales and kind of, um, I guess, people knowing them. But mm. you guys haven't mm. had that. Have you ever found any kind of um, big upswing in fans or interactions after these kind of things? I wonder if that was on Saturday Night Live you're talking about. It is. Yeah. We have not done Saturday Night Live. I think that is the, the biggest Mecca one to do. TV shows. Yeah, live especially because young people watch it and, you know, young people tend to like our band. Um, But yeah, I mean, yeah, we've seen the metrics go through the roof, I suppose, when you do those things and you see the repeats on TV and it also has a spike in streams and everything. I think initially I remember it having a big effect in, you know, when you're just starting out and people are, it's all about the discovery of the band. And I remember playing a few TV shows. I think you were with us, Greg, the first one we ever played. Was we that played the first in, in France? France. Yeah, we'd never played a TV show before and we played a few in France. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, I t- seem to remember, you know, that was sort of a moment for us. There was a, quite a few things going on in, in France generally, but that one, I remember that first time and then at uh, One Shot Not, is that what it's called? Mm-hmm. And then yeah. we played a headline show and you filmed both. And yeah. I remember that being a kind of a moment where we were going, oh, what is going on here? That was the um, week, the, the week the record, first record came out. Yeah. That's yeah. right. And then, yeah, yeah, it's, it is weird when you play some, like a TV show in a, in a foreign country where they don't speak English, but obviously the audience all speaks French in, in France, obviously. And, uh, the interviews and all that and all the chat and all the banter is done in French. So sometimes they ask you, there is like an interview portion and, you know, you have a translator in your earpiece and it's, it's so hard right. to, to kind of follow along with what they're saying. Like you have no idea what they're saying. And then there's a voice in your ear translating sometimes. And it's, it's so hard to like. It's just unnatural. Yeah. Very what unnatural. wasn't the natural was Thor's reaction to you on TV. Yes. He, he was absolutely loving it in that little clip, eh? He was. Good on him. That's Dancing another along, one where it? like, you know, you're like, do these celebrities love it? Or they obviously can't look like 
They hate it. You know, it makes them seem likable. <laughs> He's loving it. He's loving it, isn't he? Why wouldn't they, huh? That's true. <laughs> I was just going to say about feeling like you don't know what's going on. The one where I felt that the most was when we did it in Japan recently. Oh. Remember we did a TV show in Japan? Oh my God. <laughs> and it was just like, talk about going over your head. You're just stood there Chaos. just hoping that, yeah, you make it through. Really, it was bonkers. It wasn't actually that bonkers. It resembled a TV show that we would be used to seeing. You know, it wasn't like anything totally mad. But just the, the language barrier and the culture barrier, you just have, it, yeah. I just it remember went well, it went really well, but at the end of the show, at kind of, okay, the sort of, and what I'm assuming are the end goodbyes. We obviously don't know what they're saying, but then they sort of go, ah, Tudor Cinema Club, you know, and then obviously it cuts to us. And I remember doing like two thumbs up and then it, I don't know why in Japanese TV shows, they seem to have like a million hosts. So there was like five or six hosts of this TV show and they all were like, oh. <gasps> And then they all started doing two thumbs up and then the cameras kept panning over like all of us was like <laughs> doing two thumbs up for yes. some inexplicable reason. Uh, and I've got this amazing like screenshot of someone took of, uh, you know, of the TV of, you know, <laughs> me next to all these presenters who doing two thumbs up. <laughs> oh, I just became an icon in Japan with the two thumbs up, just like invented two thumbs up over there. The thumbs up guy. Billboards I love everywhere. That. Yeah. So much enthusiasm. Yeah. Killer. I've also just remembered we did a TV show with Jerry Seinfeld. Wow. Like this is, we've did like, we? Yes. Do you remember that? I just remember thinking the whole time, like, oh my goodness, there's Jerry Seinfeld. Like, can't, you just cannot go and say hello to somebody. Like, he was very, I remember he walked through the card when he looked very intimidating for like mm. such a funny, you know, you would think very approachable looking person. He holds himself very, very well. Maybe you've got to do that when you're at that level. Look unapproachable. Yeah, mm-hmm, yeah, I remember someone who was very nice was we played Conan O'Brien and uh, met Rian Wilson. Uh, oh, from oh, The yeah. Office. Dwight Schrute from The Office. Yeah. And at the time, I mean, I, I, I'm really annoyed that I wasn't a big fan of The American Office at the time. I'm a massive fan of The American Office now, but I, don't, I hadn't seen it at the time. I'd seen the, the English version. And, uh, and I remember being like, talking to him and saying something along the lines of, oh yeah, you know, I, I haven't actually, I've been meaning to watch the American version, but like, I really like the English one or whatever. I'm really excited to watch. And he was a bit like, he's so quick was just like, yeah, well, you know, I liked your first album, but I haven't actually listened to the second one yet. <laughs> Walked off. I was like, oh, class. That's, <laughs> good, that's a good burn. Yeah, yeah it was a good is. burn. I just feel like it's worth putting out there that Jimmy Fallon is as nice as you would think. Is that a fair thing to say? I think it's good to give credit to people. You know, you sort of say, but people not saying hello and not feeling very uh, welcoming. But anytime we've done Jimmy Fallon, he's always come in to the dressing room before and and we've always felt very welcome. Just seems like a nice person. I think also, you know, so many bands or artists come back from doing these things and have a story like, oh, well, I don't know. Jimmy Kimmel was really rude to us and or you know we did he didn't even say hello and all this crap and like I think when you realize you know sometimes when we turn up to a TV show or anything or meet a fan or whatever you're not feeling at your best you know you've maybe really tired you've had a hard schedule and these guys do it Monday to Friday every week for years yeah. different person every night 
And, you know, you can totally understand why, like, maybe some days you're just not feeling, like, very sociable. And I, I sort of remember the first time we did Kimmel, kind of feeling a little bit like that, coming back and being like, oh, maybe he wasn't that nice to us, and blah, blah, blah. And then the next time we did it, he was so nice to us. And we thought, oh, maybe he just has an off day. And like, yeah, well, we have off days. And I think it's good to remember that all of these guys that, like, especially, like, someone like David Letterman, who's been doing it for, I don't know, 50 years, maybe, like, Monday to Friday, different person every week. Like, I must just get old. And you're obviously not at your feeling at your best all the time. So, I mean, totally fair enough. Guys, that's a wrap. <laughs> Cut. It's like being back on TV. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I just, there's enough of a space there to cut that. <laughs> I just thought. <laughs> the tour is over. The curtain has fallen. And I'm back home alone. I'm thinking back to that tour. I love being your voice out there. But I'll be honest. I was a bit afraid, a bit alone. We're looking forward to making plans to go back out on the road again. And we want your voices to be heard with mine. Send all your questions to at MFT podcast and let us know what you want to be revealed by the boys. Take care and see you out there.